I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Cup of TV. I'm James Cooper and this is the podcast that chats to the people behind the TV shows we all love over a good old cup of tea. In this episode, I'm talking to Leon Wilson, the managing director of production company Talkback and executive producer of the show we're talking about today, the hilarious Celebrity Juice. We chatted about how they made the recent live version, working with Keith Lemon, aka Lee Francis, and his dream guests for the show. Leon Wilson, hello. Hello, hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you, how are you? I'm okay, yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> now, it's a tradition on Cup of TV at the start of the interview to give everyone a cup of tea, but I thought we were trying to think outside the box because we're talking about Celebrity Juice today. Yes. So we got you uh, a smoothie that famous people might drink, a Celebrity Juice, oh, if you wow. will. Oh, wow, thank you. This it's, is a green thing. It's a green goddess. Is, is, it, is there kale in this and spinach? I've got the ingredients here, hang oh, on. God. It's apple, kiwi, pear, lime, cucumber, spinach and celery. Oh, you're doing so well for the end there. <laughs> I was looking forward to that until you got as well. Fuck it. Sorry, oh God. You don't um, have to drink it, but I'll have a little have bit. Have a try. Oh, mm. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah? Pretty good. Yeah, not much spinach, which is probably a good thing. I like spinach, but not enough drink. Anyway, no, no, no. thank yeah. you very, very much. That's very kind. You're welcome. You're welcome. Enjoy. You, pr- you probably won't touch that again. No, I will. I'll, I'll put it here. Okay, yeah. good. Um, so you are the managing director of Talkback. Yes. Talk us through a little bit what your role involves day to day. Uh, so looking after all the shows we make at Talkback, really. Make a lot of the Keith Lemon shows, Celebrity Juice, Through the Keyhole, Keith Lemon Sketch Show. We also make a few other panel shows. Make a show called Virtually Famous. We Mm -hmm. make QI for BBC Two. I'm not so directly involved in that. It's John Lloyd's baby. But, um, you know, it's one of the shows we're very proud of. Uh, And then we do a few other shows for Channel 4. So looking after all of our shows, selling shows to channels, um, executive producing on a few of them quite directly, and running a trying to run a happy ship, basically. That's my, my, my job. So not not a small job then. Quite. Well, it's quite busy, yeah. <laughs> Especially when we're, when we're in production. So last a couple of months ago was execing both Celebrity Juice and Elevenish, which was a sort of low budget show we did for ITV2 with new comedians, and that was pretty full on because we're doing two tight turnaround 
topical-ish shows mm-hmm. going out on the same night every week. And that was that was pretty... And then trying to run a company at the same time, that did get me close to a, a, a nervous breakdown, basically, <laughs> yeah. And you're involved in the kind of developments, like coming up with new ideas as well and the development side of things, is that right? Well, yeah, we have a development team, but yeah, I get involved in a lot of pitching to the channels and sort of trying to shape the ideas they bring to me and to the head of development to try and get them to a point when we get them commissioned. It's really competitive market out there. Uh, there's so many companies now. So trying to get an idea away is harder than ever I think I mean, there's more there's more opportunities there's more channels but it's really it's a tough market mm. Telly, mm. generally the main thing we're going to talk about today is Celebrity Juice Great. Um, you recently did a, the first live version yes uh, how did the idea come about in the first place well, we'd had the idea for a few years uh, but it was more of a joke to start with we, we got, <laughs> I remember we had a joke three or four years ago we sort of I remember in the gallery one day going imagine doing this live it'd be absolutely bloody awful <laughs> And as we kind of got to do more of the show, we got better at making the show and the show became more consistent in the sense that less things went wrong. It was generally always pretty funny. Um, and the idea began to take shape about a year ago, probably. We're like, actually, well, I think we could do this live. And then the channel came to us uh, sort of about six, or about probably about nine months ago now and said, what can we do to sort of as a stunt for the show? You know, and we thought about a few things and we thought about doing a competition and stuff like that. And we thought, why don't we do it live? And so about, it was about uh, towards the end of last year, we had the idea, you know, we went in for some meetings at ITV and I was really keen on it. I, I think I was pretty keen than anyone. I felt we had to do it at this stage. If we didn't do it now, we'd probably never do it. So I sort of managed to convince ITV to give it a go really um you know lee felt pretty confident we could do it and dan baldwin the other exec on it he, he was he had done quite a lot of live tv in the past on kids kids telly so we felt quite confident and it was a real question of convincing with the head of the itv digital angela jane at the time she wasn't quite so sure mm. uh, i think she was worried for a number of reasons both compliance as yeah. if we were going to say something that was going to get in loads of trouble libelous which is a big libel's the big problem really if you suddenly say i can't say what i'm going to say you know if you suddenly accuse someone of being doing something wrong, whatever. And that, that is a big, serious thing for a channel. I think the other reason she was worried is they did a TOWIE live. Do you remember that? No. Do you remember TOWIE? No. It, it, well, this is, you could have used to do a cup of TV on TOWIE live. Because that was a show. I mean, that is a, it went out about two years ago um, on, on ITV2. And it was, because TOWIE's a show that relies on a lot of editing, as you can imagine, a lot of yeah. music. So yeah. they did a live special set in some big sort of theatre. And it was fucking awful. So I, can I swear? <laughs> you can. It, it was fucking it. awful. Honestly. I mean, I think everyone involved with it would admit that. I wouldn't <laughs> normally be rude about someone else's show because it's very hard making television especially bad TV and TOWIE's a good show but this was particularly poor and I think it slightly killed TOWIE I mean TOWIE's still a huge thing but TOWIE was at the pinnacle of where it was at the time it was the huge biggest show probably bigger than Juice at that point because it Mm. sort of won its uh, NTA and they did this live show and it was really bad and I think I think that there was always a concern from ITV that we might do the same to Juice. Yeah, so yeah. So that was yeah six months ago. We would, and then we were sort of prepping beginning this year. Okay. And um, yeah, that's that's how it came about initially. So so you weren't nervous. You were you were. I had to tell everyone I wasn't nervous <laughs> because I couldn't show. I, I I was I was a little bit nervous because you have to be, and that's part of making telly to work, think about what could go wrong. But I was having to tell ITV, no, it's fine. Trust me, I can do. That. I remember saying, trust me, I wouldn't do this if it would just if it would destroy the show. I wouldn't, you know, because it's such a thing that's precious to me. Celebrity Juice, I've worked on it for eight years now, so I wouldn't do it. But I must say, the moment the red light went on, the moment we went live, 
I absolutely shat myself. <laughs> I genuinely, I, I had. We're like, oh god, we're doing this. I had a, what I, I can only describe as a panic attack. Really, I had a well, a huge adrenaline rush. I haven't done a huge amount of live TV, and suddenly it really hit me. Just as we went we're live, on shit, what are we doing? Why are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why? If you'd have asked me then, could you just pre-record? I'd go, let's pre-record. <laughs> I was kind of like, oh my god, what are we doing? And I, had to, I was pacing up and down the gallery for about the first ten minutes with this adrenaline coursing through me, like having what you know, some kind of minor panic attack, and then slowly as the show got going uh, I calmed down a bit it, it's nice though because it's not often you get shows like that anymore You're, it's kind of like in the TFI Friday like the kind of live chaotic anarchic yes actually there was a bit when TFI Friday returned last summer and it did that big special mm. and everyone watched it and said it was brilliant and there was a few articles at the time saying why are we not making TV like this why is there not more shows that are anarchic and taking risks and yeah. I was thinking we've been doing it on Celebrity Juice for the last seven <laughs> years and it really annoyed me actually I was like well we've been making this show as a matter of fact the first ten series of Celebrity Juice were filmed at Riverside studios where they used to make TFI Friday down right. in Hammersmith and you know with some of the crew the same crew worked on it you know so it felt to me we were all quite privileged to do it at Riverside Studios we, we all of the a lot of the senior team on Juice loved watching TFI grow up and we were kind of felt that we were trying to do something in the same mold in some respects uh, while trying to also do something slightly different but uh, yeah it was it's kind of it, there aren't many shows like that around anymore there, mm. there are a few more now maybe but when we started seven years ago it, there wasn't many shows like Juice mm. like TFI Friday uh, and um, yeah so it, it definitely is in that mould How long did it take to prep the live show? How long were you planning it for? Well I'd say three months of proper thoughts from right. the beginning of right from the beginning of January uh, and until we did it in the beginning of March really uh, and that was kind of so yeah a couple of months and a lot of compliance stuff was going on but both in terms of making sure we didn't say something libelous but also we did a Twitter vote in the show mm-hmm. where we had Ryland uh, in, a box, in a box yeah, and we wanted to do a thing where I had this idea like I wanted to fool the audience into thinking we were going to let Ryan out of the box and they were going to uh, get the audience to get to decide whether he had stayed in the box or came out of the box. So it was a funny idea. But what I really wanted to do was to run him over in a tank at the end of the show, make it look <laughs> like we'd killed Ryland. So, which is, a, I always thought was a funny, dark idea. But of course, because we weren't actually letting the audience decide, it was a compliance nightmare. Right. Because obviously the big thing about phone votes now is your vote's got to be counted and, you know, because of all the scandals that happened. So I was actually trying to do something where we weren't going to really count someone's votes. <laughs> so... The ITV, like a, yeah, ITV, a lawyer. It was a real. That was the biggest battle of making. Actually, just convince them that we could, to allow them to sort of us to suggest that you could vote, and actually in reality it make no difference. I was like, it's a Twitter vote. No, it's not costing anything, it's a, and people will find it funny. And we had to build it and make it feel real that we were actually going to vote whether Ryan was going to get out of this box. So when he got run over with the tank at the end, it felt like a proper dark twist. <laughs> so that took a couple of months, and then we rehearsed it. I think four times, which is more right. than, we usually rehearse Juice Celebrity just once on the day. Okay. So we rehearsed it four times over the space of about two weeks with Lee, um, in both in the office and in the studio. So by the time we got to the show, actually at one point I was worried we'd over-rehearsed it. Right. But when it got to the main show, I was pleased we had rehearsed it as much as that. Because once you get half an hour in and the adrenaline's coursing and people are a bit drunk, you're glad you've done that work. Beforehand. Yeah, yeah. How did Lee feel about going live? He was. He kept telling me he wasn't bothered. He was like, oh, it's fine, it's just a normal show, it's a normal show. <laughs> I was like, oh, can you take it a bit more seriously? <laughs> uh, I think he kept saying, and then I think actually when it started, he, he had a big adrenaline rush as well. Yeah. Afterwards, he said it was like an amazing rush of a show. He yeah. really enjoyed doing it. But he was on the day, he was kind of like, ah, it's just a normal show, isn't it? It's just a normal show. And like, 
Yeah, but can we just make sure we keep to time? Keep to time, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he, I think he really liked doing it. Obviously, uh, when it came across on TV, it was ran very smoothly. I just wondered if you had any stories from behind the scenes as the show was going. It was anything <clears> went a bit pear shaped. No, it ran largely well. I think. I mean, it, did, it was chaos. The last five minutes in the gallery were genuine chaos because we had to. You have to hit certain boundaries. If people listening wouldn't probably know this. I, I didn't know a huge amount about this before. You know, you've got to hit to, to the second within like thirty second blocks. So you've got right. to no. We're going to finish in four minutes time. Okay. And it's got to be either. Four, and if you miss that four minutes, then you have to then fill to four minutes thirty. Oh, so you okay. kind of so you've got two PAs in the gallery. They're the people that do a lot of counting and the script stuff, and they're sort of constantly shouting out numbers, going forty. Yeah, three minutes, and you go three. What well, three minutes to what? I don't, okay. <laughs> and, and and then we were trying to pull off this kind of. Uh, diversion with the Ryland thing and it, that was just chaos that was a bit chaotic actually and if you I've, I haven't actually watched the whole show back I haven't watched any of it back actually oh really no I couldn't I just I thought it went okay I didn't think it was our best show I thought we got away with it it was fun it was exciting but I it, you know I just couldn't bear the th- I, if I watched it I think I'd go oh that's a bit slow or that's a bit you know. right um, and there was a bit where Lee genuinely kind of didn't know what was going on <laughs> So I think, but it actually added to the confusion because he was meant to be confused whether we were going to do the tank stunt, but actually he was generally us kind of <laughs> getting, telling him the wrong message. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, that was that was kind of the. Um, uh, it was chaos at the end. It was proper chaos, but nothing really major. I mean, we did, did we tweeted Holly did a tweet about um, uh, you know uh, tweeted a picture of herself and we said if you know if Holly and Fern kiss each other. Uh, that if it gets ten a thousand retweets, they'll kiss each other, which they were never going to do. We just thought we'd try it on, uh, and that was quite fun because that was getting thousands of retweets. Well, it got like ten k within like a minute. Yeah, I, think. I know, it was... and it was always part of me felt like well, maybe it might happen. Maybe we might actually manage to convince them to do it. So if I have any regret, is that we didn't actually manage to get them to kiss. Maybe uh. we'll do that on the you know the next live special. Well, I was going to say, is there going to be more? Would you ever consider doing a whole series of live celebrity juices? It did after the because it did because it rated quite well and it was people quite enjoyed it. I think they did. There was brief conversation about that with ITV we I decided well we all decided that actually the bet the show's better it's not like generally I think we'll do more though we've got an idea for next series which we're talking to ITV about at the moment but I don't want to do the same thing like you know I'm quite ju- juice I mean a lot of people say it's the same show every week and they may have called <laughs> truth in that but I like to think of it's quite different every week uh, and if we did it again I want to do it a different way so we might not do it I think probably what we're willing to say is we might not do it in a studio we oh, might do a live, live show somewhere else bigger yeah, probably bigger, bigger audience somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking to a few different venues, that kind of thing at the moment. So hopefully in a couple of months' time, we'll do something like that again. God, you're a glutton for punishment, aren't you? I know, I don't know why, why I'm doing it. No, I know. <laughs> well, I feel like the reason, part of the reason I want to do it in a different place is because if we fail this time, at least we failed at something different. Yeah. Which if we did it again in the same way in the studio, if we failed, we'd be like, oh, fuck, we, we did it well and now we messed it up. At least we do it somewhere different. We'll like, oh, well... That was a bad idea. We yeah. should, you know, we I mean? tried. We tried. Yeah, you better to try and fail than not try at all. I guess. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, so it's a massive show. It's been there's been 15 series, I believe. Yes, yeah, 15 series. Yeah. It's nearly been on for 10 years. Yeah, 2008. We're, yeah, we're, you're coming. We'll, I think we'll. I think we'll probably get to 10 years. Who knows? But yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, I think we'll probably we'll get there. Um, why do you, it's won national television awards, BAFTAs. Yeah, Lee won one this year for amazing, yeah, performance. fantastic for him to win it after eight years of doing it to win it at BAFTA is yeah. brilliant. I mean, he was so shocked uh, to win it. Um, it was kind of I think he was genuinely gobsmacked. Yeah, uh, why do you think it's such a hit? Why do you think it goes down so well with viewers? I think there's probably a few things. I think partly is Lee's performance as Keith. It's a, mm. it's a very durable character which he knows very well and one that we've managed to get the best out of on the show. I think having a character hosting a panel show 
hadn't really been done before, I don't think, and it, it allowed for a lot of different scope, a huge scope of different ideas that you couldn't do with a real person. Mm. Like, it, he can both misunderstand the games, he can be rude about the games, he can be rude to the guests. Yeah. He can do lots of things a real person couldn't, and it actually was a good, it was a good um, synthesis of a character-based, uh, uh, a character-based comedy and a panel show. I think it's really fun, and that is, a, you know, when we started, at least there wasn't a lot of fun telly on in that way. Um, I think it's rude and I think there'll always be a place on TV for a rude show Yeah, I used to work on the Graham Norton show when it was on Channel 4 years ago and that was rude and we used to do stuff with dildos and vaginas (laughs) Betty's tongue yeah exactly Betty's exactly remember yeah yeah exactly I used to get all those props in I was a researcher yes I've got the you know the Jesus shaped butt plug Um, brilliant this is going to make a great bit of telly so And a lot of the games were a bit cheeky on that so I think that was you know there'll always be a show like that I think on telly and Juice sort of fulfilled that role for, for a while I think the last thing I'd say is kids TV is a lot of people who worked on the show worked on kids TV and I think where in the past adults used to watch kids TV on Saturday mm. morning like uh, SMTV and stuff yeah. like that and since they all moved on to um, digital adults don't really get to see those shows anymore yeah. I think that's there's a few things bad things come from that there's the, the, the good when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Talent in that area, the good presenting talent like Sam and Mark, don't get their opportunity to get onto mainstream TV now because yeah. adults, producers, don't get to watch those shows. And But I think the other thing is Juice fulfilled that role in a way. It's just kind of kids, it's always sort of a kids TV show with, Dildos. That's interesting, and I think because those shows we don't have that in our life anymore. Yeah. Adults, Juice gives that to people. It gives that idea of a kids' TV show we would have watched going live or something like that. Yeah. It's idea heavy. It's got good, big bold colours. It's it's got really kind of it's got funny ideas, and I think that's partly it's yeah it's taken over that role in some ways. Interesting. You've got this power. Could we bring back like SMTV or something? Please. Bring, yeah, I'd love to bring back SMTV. I, Lee and I, well, he, Lee especially, he always said, why don't we do a kids Saturday morning TV? Why don't, <laughs> oh, he always God. wanted to do a show with Fern. He was like, why don't me and Fern want to do Fern do bring back, you know, going live? And I was like, the problem is it's just, it's on, it's on yeah. CVBC now. Yeah. And they don't draw an audience that is kind of, 
you, those shows used to get two million viewers, mm. and now they probably get one hundred fifty thousand or something yeah. on CBBC. Yeah, and it's, it's a shame because they are great shows when they work, and I, I just can't see it happening again. It's a real, and it's just cooking shows on BBC One ITV now, isn't I know. it? It's a, I think it's Sunday a real brunch. shame. It's a, we've lost something from the British broadcasting culture in a way, and it mm. is a bit of a shame. Yeah. And both from, from talent and you know, there's huge, brilliant producers and researchers and presenters that come from those shows, and they they don't come through anymore so much. Yeah. Um, how do you get away with some of the stuff that happens on Juice? Do you, the, the legal department must just, <laughs> every week, be like, oh, God. Well, they, they're okay now. We deal directly with ITV lawyers. I did, most shows don't do that. Most shows we have to go through your compliance and other ways mm. internally. But with Juice, apparently, I, found out, I also everyone did this, but we're given special sort of rights, I guess, to speak to ITV. So we speak to them, you know, almost daily basis when we're in production. And they don't. The rudeness isn't a problem. You can be as rude as you like. You right. can't show an erect penis. Okay. That's one thing you cannot do in British television still, and I don't think that's going to change. As much things. as you've tried. As much as we've shown everything but that. <laughs> and I think it's actually it's engorged penis is one of those. There's very science. I've, I've started oh, to study God. this. Uh, sorry, it's probably too much for people. But um, you can't do... Uh, but other than that, rudeness is pretty good. We're quite... Not very not as prudish as we used to be. And the broadcasting rules, because there's an expectation reduced, it's going to be rude. We get away with most things. The biggest things they've stopped us doing are more compliance things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't, you know, brand name recognition, over, undue prominence, trademark. It's really boring stuff. Like, yeah. you can't show... We did a sketch once with... Um, I think the punch I can't remember it was countdown but without the O if you can imagine yeah <laughs> right, was okay. some sort of like some sketch and we couldn't show that because it was a brand name countdown oh, okay. and to show it the, I think it was countdown and the O fell off yeah so you can imagine what that's going to spell um, sure uh, count doing yeah exactly <laughs> yes, yeah exactly um, oh god yeah um and we couldn't show it because it was a trademark. It was one of the few times where I got really frustrated because it really messed up the sketch because we couldn't put the word countdown on telly. It's almost, but you know, if you talk about getting a you know naked man on the show, they're like, yeah, go for your life. With, with, <laughs> with, with nakedness, you have to tell the audience beforehand that there might be nudity in the show because okay. if not, you break obscenity laws, right. the actual proper laws, like not just broadcasting laws. So you have to go up in front of someone has to go in front of the audience at the beginning and say there might be nudity, nudity in the show. If that will offend you, leave now. No one's ever left. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, they're I like, think they yes, know what, <laughs> nudity. They know what they're going to get. They're yeah, like, they do. What? Yeah. And working with Lee, yes. it was interesting. I saw him in an interview recently. Um, actually, just after he's won his BAFTA, and he felt very uncomfortable talking as himself. Mm. So we, as an audience, we so rarely see Lee as Lee. I just wondered uh, what he's like to work with. He's generally delight to work with. You know, he's. He's, you know, there's obviously some similarities between him and Keith, Keith, Keith Lemon. He's both from Leeds. They're both look very similar. Uh, but, you know, Lee's much more considered individual, much more arty, much more kind of, um, you know, he's he's a family man. All this. I don't want to speak too much about him because he's, he's, he is private. Uh, but he, working with him, he's he's very lovely to work with. You know, he's a good, he's a very talented individual. He works really hard. We're filming through the keyhole at the moment and it requires him to get up, you know, at five o'clock in the morning and drive all over the country and film and God knows people's houses mm. and he does it you know he works harder than anyone else I know in show business he works you know like he would work you know 365 days a year if he could if, yeah. his, if his wife let him <laughs> um, but you know so he's a hard worker and he has great ideas and he's a brilliant you know uh, mimic and a brilliant sort of comic mind I think yeah. you know um, it's been a pleasure to work with him over all the years really he, he's frustrated one frustration I guess is when he's in character that's one you know because he goes so deep into character <laughs> uh, and he won't break character so when he's doing Celebrity Juicy as Keith... And he all be, day? Not not so much. It used to be all pretty much all day. He'd sort of turn up as Keith and leave as Keith. 
now he's a bit more able to come out of it in rehearsal. He doesn't really—he's Lee in rehearsal, and he—you know—he doesn't really. But when he's on set with an audience, it's Keith the whole way through. Right. And um, you know that—that that, it creates challenges in a sense of Keith Lemon is quite a difficult person. <laughs> he's very confident. <laughs> he's sure of himself. He doesn't like to be told what to do. Uh, and so I think there's—you know—and it's quite—I quite enjoy the challenge. And actually, it's a challenge on Celebrity Juice that Dan Baldwin, who's in his ear. Mm. Uh, it's speaking to him in his ear throughout the show he has faced a bit more to try and tell Keith what to do you know when you're short on time that's a challenge because yeah, yeah, yeah. Keith cause when he's so deep in character he's like fuck off I'm not doing it and and Lee wouldn't say that so much but Keith never might so that is one little area we kind of always but that's you know that's that's it's partly because he's so good at getting into character yeah. that he, sometimes it's hard for him to come out. And is, is Lee involved in the prepping of the show? Is, how much is he involved in kind of... Um, in Celebrity Juicy, he comes in for some games run-throughs at the beginning mm-hmm. of the series. The team, come, we come up with lots of ideas for games. He'll come through and we'll rehearse them and then he gives his thoughts on what he likes and didn't like. So mm. that's that's a key way. So Games-wise, he'll have a good input in that and say, you know, we'll, we'll tweak them with him. Uh, week to week, not as much as you might think. Um, you know, he, there's a sort of a little bit of feeling so he, he sometimes he'll just turn up and do his own thing and sometimes there'll be a bit of a battle over what he wants to do um he's quite clear about what he won't do like something on leave keith wouldn't do that don't do and it, you know we've, the characters change as we've gone on um so not so much on juice on keith lemon sketch show it's all him right like he's involved in every decision he writes it with dan and jamie and he is fully across the edit everything's him through the keyhole it's a bit more lee as well lee's kind of like he'll have a say on the scripts and the guests and everything like that juice not so much i mean because lee was it was, wasn't his idea. It was Dan Baldwin's idea right. initially. Uh, like, so it wasn't. There's not kind of, and that creates a little bit of antagonism, I guess. Sometimes, yeah. you, sometimes you say it's your show. It's not my show. So I was like, I always say it's our show. <laughs> but there's, um, you know, he is involved. Like he's it, without him, the show wouldn't work. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the bottom line. He's yeah. the reason why the show works. And so, props to him. We'll do everything we can to try and make that character work for, mm-hmm. for the show. Uh, you mentioned the games. Obviously, the games are totally mad, like com- like completely out there, very inventive. How many people are working on games at a time? Well, uh, it's just the team, so anywhere between about five and eight people, probably. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, but, you know, so there's a producer, APs, a couple of researchers, and then the runners. And, you know, we try and get, you know, sometimes it might be ten if we do a big brainstorm day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a huge team. It's not a huge budget show. We don't have any writers on the show. Well, we do. We have a, a, a little bit of writing on the show, but not really. We don't have armies of writers like Have I Got News For You has. It, the, most of the ideas all come from the team. Right. Um, so, and we've developed over the years ways of coming up with great games. So we have big brainstorm days. We, you know, test them out. Yeah, well, we can't. Yeah, we do. And we do run throughs with testing, and there'll be practicing in the office, and you find. We've got really good, um, we've developed kind of a very homemade aesthetic with, I think one of the reasons we have a lot of games on Celebrity Juice and the commissioner used to always tell us off this is a lot of the games rely on household objects. It'll be trying to throw a, I don't know, a dummy into a sink or whatever. Do you know, like just kind of crap. It's because we just have to look around the office and find what's here. And go, right, what, uh, what can we do with a, with a, with a Satsuma and a tights? Oh, okay, put the Satsuma in the tights and swing around your head. That's a game, fine. And a lot of the games have that homemade aesthetic. And so a lot of the time in the office we'll be, practicing them or just you know you walk through the office one day and someone will jump out of a box or something like that you know it just there's that that is become part of the culture of celebrity juice so yeah about say five to eight people yeah. that's fun though it means people can play them at home i guess if yeah their games yeah a lot, the best games do and the best game we've probably ever come up with the celebrity juice doesn't require any props it's uh, don't show keith your teeth which mm. is a game where you just have to say things without showing your teeth so you shoot like this because you're not showing your teeth 
and it is the best game because literally no nothing. It's just literally your mouth and, and, your, and your lips. And, and yeah, but even that game, no, I think there's probably you can probably count on one hand the number of games on Celebrity Juice that have um, uh, come from one person fully formed with the name from the word go. So it's so rare. Most games come from a seed of an idea. Mm. You know, you generate a thought and then they get built on, you know, and someone else has the, improves it and someone else comes up with a name. And that, it's a team process. And, and Celebrity Juice, the way it's developed, and a lot of shows, good shows have this, when a team come together and sort of work collaboratively, that often makes really good television, doesn't yeah. it, I think. Yeah. Any dream guests, any dream panel guests for the show you or you'd oh. like that you haven't had? Oh, m- millions of them. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. People say, why haven't you got Cheryl Cole on? I was like, do you think we haven't asked? <laughs> the amount of people on Twitter, why haven't you got One Direction on? We've been trying to get One Direction for three fucking years. Um, four years. Uh, so yeah, there's loads. Actually, One Direction would be up there. Uh, maybe not quite so much now, but we tried so hard to get those boys and we came close on numerous occasions really? it still might happen I think that some of them still might come on but that was been a real frustration never having them on the show because it's so frustrating just to know because I think they were really big fans of the show and we yeah. knew they watched it and then they were obviously travelling around the world and then there's management get involved and then they probably think oh, do I need to do this you yeah. know, even though I quite like it so there's obviously the big A-list guests you know the Clooney's and the Kylie's but the, I think the people the people I think are attainable my dream lineup would be Elton John uh, yes. Jamie Oliver and right. Cheryl Cole, weirdly, because I just think I feel like they they would all enjoy the show if they did it, and I think we'd have fun games to play with them. And I think that you want you know, the people I would love to have on are the people that I think would enjoy doing it. And I think like Jamie Oliver, I think he'd love it. Oh yeah, we've I'm tried. surprised he hasn't done we've it. We tried. I just and he shouldn't be that hard to get. <laughs> it's, sort of, it's, it's only Jamie Oliver. I mean, he's a global star, but I, I think there's a chance we might get him before we finish. Okay, but we've tried. I think he. I just know he'd like it. Yeah. I think he'd find it funny. You um. You could do a little One Direction reunion. Now's the time. No, bring do, them together. Get yeah. Zane on and get the whole thing together. Yeah, no, that would be lovely. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. don't watch this space because that ain't going to happen. But we, <laughs> we might get one of them on. We, we, just, we try. We've got a brilliant guest booker. We haven't got a huge amount of money. Yeah. Which does make some people, you know, I'm not saying One Direction would want a lot of money, but that does make it harder. Some shows have a lot of money, like League of Their Own on Sky. Yeah. They have a lot of money. Right, right, right. And, and that sometimes that, that does help. Yeah. Celebrity Juice is back later in the year? Yes, back in September, I think. I mean, yeah, September, back in September, Series 16. Um, we're just starting to talk to ITV about it now. A couple of us say we've got this idea to do maybe another live show. Um, and we then start, we'll start booking it in a couple of weeks' time and start crewing up. Mm-hmm. And Christmas special? Yeah, we'll do a Christmas special. Halloween special will be back. We've done our Halloween specials, in my head at least, maybe not in the public's head, have sort of become a, almost a Celebrity Juice tradition. Like, it's kind of each year... Everyone does the fa- the fancy dress has gone up exponentially. <laughs> it started out with just someone wearing a sheet over the head in series one or two, and now it's kind of like Jimmy Carr came on the year before last and wanted to come as Hellraiser, or like well, the man with his skin peeled off. And he's so Freddy Krueger. Yeah, well, not just like imagine. Yeah, like a I think you know like um, Heidi Klum does it something. She did it with a full body suit once, right. like a, just literally like a, so. Imagine your skin peeled off, so you just see the bloody flesh underneath. And um, so we're like, okay, he's like, I want to do that. And we're like, okay, so he we so said we looked into it. So it's going to take like five hours of makeup. He's like, yeah, I'll do it. Really? So yeah, Jimmy, bless him. He was like, I think he'd only been on once before, maybe not at all. Actually, I think it was the first time Jimmy Carr had been on. We're like. And we were really pleased that Jimmy Carr wanted to come on because we like he's a big name and he's a good guest. So we're like, okay, we'll, we'll do it then. We kept thinking he's, not, he's really going to do it. So he turned up at like two in the afternoon, sat there for five hours in makeup, 
and then did the show. So, you know, that, that set a bar then. So everyone's so got to try and top that. Yeah. that was, yeah. So, no, and I think, so that'll be back. That's, that's back later in the year. Okay, cool. Great. Um, we have some questions we ask every guest yes. to finish. Um, first of all, if not this job, what job would you like to be doing? Uh, it's really boring, I guess, but probably a sports journalist. That's what I wanted to be when I was growing up. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I wanted to be, this is really embarrassing. I wanted to be like Steve Ryder or Des Lynham. <laughs> growing up, I was like, yeah. a mustache. Yeah, I thought I could do that. I'd be a smoothie kind of um, sports presenter traveling around the world, the linen suit on. Uh, and I realised I just I wouldn't I just couldn't, I couldn't be in front of the camera basically so I thought I'd be a producer instead. So sports your other big passion? Yeah, I like I like sports and video games and you know uh, a bit of music and stuff, but uh, and te- you know films and all that stuff. But uh, sport, yeah, I'm quite into football okay. still. Who do you support? Plymouth Argyle. Oh, okay. What, 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 <laughs> well, actually, what division of Plymouth Argyle in? You wouldn't even know. I don't, you? I don't exactly know. Exactly football even know. Do I look like an football? <laughs> I went to the play. They were in the League Two playoff final a couple of weeks ago and they lost. It was, oh, I'm it was, sorry. It was a low moment. Does that mean they've been... No, that means they just stay in the division. Oh, right, just, okay. They just remain even shitter than they should be. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the truth. Um, what's your TV guilty pleasure? Um, it's almost, I mean... Antiques Roadshow, maybe. Okay, I mean, it's quite hard to think of things that are remain guilty pleasures in a way because TV's become like it's become so sort of democratized in the sense of like you watch anything you want. Do you know, it used yeah. to be. I think in the past, maybe you'd go. So it's a hard question to answer, but I guess I probably shouldn't love Antiques Roadshow, but I do quite like it. Yeah, Bargain Hunt. Do you like things like that? Uh, no, I, if I was at home in the day, maybe. Yeah, sure. yeah. I, I, do you know what? I had a little soft spot for Homes Under the Hammer. <gasps> Who doesn't? I Who mean, doesn't that was... Like yeah, yeah. I want to interview someone from Hensel. <laughs> yeah, home, get Martin. We, I met that guy, Martin, who's the guy that hosts it. We had him as a guest on something once, as a sort of a cameo guest. And he's a, he's a really nice fella. Get Martin, I think I can't remember his name. Martin from Hensel Hammer. He's a character. Okay, great. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, last box set you watched? Uh, probably the, the last one I watched all the way through. Uh, Mid-Morning Matters, the last series of yes. The Partridge. on uh, Yeah, the, the second series. And then I'm just, I watched, I'm just finishing off this series of Veep. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even though Amanda, Amanda Iannucci's gone, it's still pretty, pretty bloody brilliant, this series, I think. And then Rick and Morty. Have you ever seen Rick and Morty? 
heard of watch, that. Everyone should watch Rick and Morty. It's an American animated show. It's uh, co-created by Dan Harmon and I can't, I can't remember the other, the actual other. It was a Dan Harmon show. Uh, Justin Roiland, that's it, is the other co-creator, and it's a sort of sci-fi based animated, super rude, really strong ideas. Yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant series. It's on Adult Swim. It, they've done two series. The third series is, it's, you know, we're so used now to like. I, when you find a TV show, there's already been like six series made. Yeah. Like, oh, I found Breaking Bad. There's like five series to watch. <laughs> it finished. You know, yeah, and you kind of just sit there and watch it all. Rick and Morty still being made. It's so frustrating for me. Like, I've got to wait for 18 months to do another <laughs> series of this. But Rick and Morty is, I cannot speak highly enough of that show. It's easy to find on the internet. Seek it out. Uh, what show do you hate? I don't. I don't hate's a strong word. Hate's a strong word. Hate, people must say hate's a strong word. Um, I mean, I don't think hating shows is... I can't bear people being horrible about shows on Twitter. So just fucking turn off, you idiots. Like, yeah. I guess if I had to say a show, I would oh, question in it some ways. Improve. And it isn't about the show itself, really, because the shows are well made. And there's shows like X on the Beach and Love Island and a little bit Geordie Shaw. And it isn't about the show because they're well made and I can see why they're popular. It's more about what it says to young people in society. Yeah. And I know that's a really boring, moralistic thing to say. And, and, I, and I'm not bothered about people getting drunk and having sex. That's fine. It's more about the idea that it sells to young people that this is what you should be doing with your life. And almost that's a career route for people. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to just get, a, you know, I'm going to have my boobs down and get a job on one of those shows. Mm. And I think that's a little bit, that's a little bit depressing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sorry. L- low moment. <laughs> sorry. Have a bit of juice. Yeah. Um, and finally, what show do you wish you'd come up with? Everyone must say Gogglebox, surely. Yeah. That feels like a sort of the obvious answer. I guess if I was say, I've been watching, I found someone's uploaded all of like Brass Eye and Day to Day to um to youtube There's, you know i've got the box sets but you actually went on youtube like, oh, i'll just watch that mm-hmm. um and i'd say yeah either of those shows are pretty much you know in terms of character based comedy with lots of ideas that are proper formats as well mm. um although brass eye is so good when you watch it though it, it did sort of end that type of telly in a way you know fooling celebrities yeah, yeah it yeah. did it so well you kind of go like it sort of spoil it, yeah. Like, you, because everyone's <laughs> really too aware now. After that, everyone's aware now. You can't you can't redo Brasso because mm. well, you may be able to do it in thirty years time and everyone's mm. forgotten about it. But almost everyone's too savvy, and at that it was yeah. a perfect moment where celebrities were becoming celebrities and were thinking they had set there was they was their job to be self important. Mm. And there's a lot more in Brasso than just the sort of tricks and celebrities. But that particular element is obviously one of the things you really remember about it. You know. Mm-hmm. Keith Chegwin saying that, you know, crap, was it, what, no, was it Bruno Brooks talking about crabs being paedophiles or something like that? Yeah, Noel Edmonds talking about cake. Yeah, those ones, you just, and, and that, that that was a special moment where you couldn't do that again because yeah. I think you just, you just you get caught. Yeah. And even if you could do it, there'd be some awful lawsuit at the end of it yeah. and you'd be taken off air and all that sort of stuff. So, brass eye probably, yeah. Leon, thank you so much. That was thank awesome. Um, enjoy me. your juice. Thanks, I've nearly, nearly finished it. <laughs> you actually have. You yeah, actually yeah, yeah, it's been pretty good, yeah. Been good. Um, and yeah, good luck with the next series of Celebrity Juice. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.